swings up. Watch it now. and welcome to another episode of Colin, Can You Hear Me? Today, the guys, Mike, Ben, and Warren, are talking about bad days, the malice at the palace, and mule deer. And so without further ado, here's your ginger-bearded host, Mike Schaefer. Hey, this is Colin, Can You Hear Me? Brought to you by, as always, by Noah's Arcade. A lot to cover today. Some new features, uh, audio pyrotechnics. This is sort of like switching from VHS to DVD, so this is an exciting day. Um, guys, we, we're we on iTunes now. We People can subscribe to our podcast now. That's a big deal. This is a big, big day. Deal. This is huge. Colin, can you hear me uh, on iTunes? You can subscribe. So, um, And we're going to jump right in. New feature, Best and Worst. So just to go over sort of last week, what was the best thing that happened? What was the worst thing that happened? Stoey? Um, best thing that happened for me, uh, grandma came down this weekend, my mother, and watched my daughter. And um, this is a totally old man, merry man story, but uh, I got to go out <laughs> for a night. Uh, we, we got a hotel room. I had a dinner. Um I drank a lot of beer. It was, I was still in bed by quarter to 11, but I was going to say, like, what's the bedtime now, like a weekday and you're wild going out now? Um, I'm pushing to see 10 o'clock on a weekday. Uh, if I were get was getting crazy, like me and my wife getting crazy and we made a point to stay up late, we'd probably stay up till about 11 o'clock. <laughs> Um, there's nice. about one weekend a year where I'll I'll go just full bore, um, you know, with the guys and stay up late. But that's about all I got. One okay. weekend a year. Nice. Yeah, what me about too. The... I, I do that. I do that one one time only a year. You do that about once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's Thursday through Saturday. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not anymore. Webby's one of the only people that still drunk dials me. He's the only one. <laughs> it doesn't true. happen it anymore. I will get a request once every, like, about five, six months from Joe Leno, like a text message. He'll just ask me, <laughs> could I call him once in a while? So that was the on. best. What, what was the worst thing, Stoey? Um, You know, I'm really, I really have a Harbaugh attitude to my life lately, and I don't have very many bad days. Um <laughs> I will say the the thing that's probably the most that sticks out as the worst thing to happen to me, and I'm doing pretty good if this is the worst thing. Last night at um, an undisclosed hour, I woke up to a crash boom, and my wife, of course, thought someone was inside of the house, in the yeah, house. every time. And um, there was nothing. Nobody was in the house. But then I woke up this morning to find a vase of flowers had been pushed off of the table onto my school bag with like all my papers and stuff. Um, that was a cat that did that. 
not my cat. It's a cat by marriage. Oh. Um, and I pretty much wake up every morning hoping that cat is dead. <laughs> I, one, I'm a cat. I have a cat on my lap as I speak. She's sleeping. She's taking like a six o'clock nap right now. Cat nap. Which is, you know, half their life is a cat nap. Yeah. Um, two, Webby, do you get this, like, the middle of the night, Tina thinks that there's a noise and it must be someone breaking into the house to accost you or her or both? In the house. In... <laughs> I think we lost Webby. Webby's not here anymore. I like how Webby just disappears in and out. You know, um, one of the things I've been meaning to tell you, Shafe, uh, is I think a thing thing for us needs to be, I've been thinking about this a lot, that we should constantly say, like, just edit that out, and we should never edit it out. Yes. Fellas, we've never done that. Webby, I just, uh, you're just dropped. It's fine. Got dropped off. Must be in a bad, uh, bad signal area. Yeah. In my house. We'll just edit that out. <laughs> we'll just edit. That's fine. Yeah, um, we'll I was asking, does Tina fear for her life when there's a noise in the middle of the night? Um, I don't really know the context to this question, but yeah, typically she does. Okay. <laughs> Good. It's just confirmation for the audience. Okay. So, Warren. Best and worst, solid. Webby, what was the the best thing that happened to you last week? Um, the best thing that happened to me last week um, was probably yesterday. Went to my friend Sam Bradbury's house, owner of the Lake Mary Jimmy John's, Ooh, and nice. he uh, hosted an American Coney Island hot dog eating party. I guess like Coney's, <laughs> but Coney eating party would be a technical way to say it. Yeah. So had a bunch of Coney's with the chili and the. Uh, onions and mustard, which is apparently the way you're supposed to eat it. But there is were he from companies. Michigan? Yeah, so he's from the Detroit area. So okay. is his wife. So once in a while, they will order like an American Coney Island like set. They send it down to you with like all the fixings and then an actual instruction sheet on how to make them. Okay. And then you know we had some nice sides with it, some mac and cheese and some beers, and Wait. it was a good time. So you need a set of instructions to make a Coney dog. I didn't think I did, but apparently to make one. I think there's a very um, distinct way to make one. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Webby's really cramping our style. He he, is, we'll just edit this out. He's we'll really just, cramping We'll definitely edit this out. Um, Shave, what was the best thing that happened to you last week? Well, the best thing that happened to me last week was... I, Brittany and I decided that we're moving to Georgia. Wow. Yep. Gentlemen. And Webby. I'm back. Yep. Okay. Is it, ju- um, is it just me getting dropped off or? It's, yeah, yeah, you're just, struggling. Just you. just you. Okay. I just, I just turned my Wi-Fi off. My Wi-Fi sucks in my house, so maybe my cell signal will do a better job. Nice. Okay. Um, so, Coney Dog, I'll get back to me in a, a second, Warren, for the sake okay. of continuity, but Webby, uh, We'll just worst thing that happened together. to you last week. Worst worst thing of the week. Um, I was thinking about it before the show today, and I had a pretty good week. I didn't drop you guys off again, did I? 
No. <laughs> Almost. Okay. It sounded like maybe I well, did. Well, with that, with that statement, just pretty good week. Nothing, nothing happened. Um, very Jim Harbaugh week for me as well. Okay. Uh, but I would say, I was just thinking the only like really downside was I started playing basketball again this week, which was a good thing. But my jump shot on Friday was whack. Um, real bad. Probably went about 0 for 15 from behind the arc during a couple game stretch. And, but I recently, I've kind of turned the corner and you guys have seen me play a lot, Warren. I've played with you a lot, obviously. Yeah. You know that I am not a shooter that has no conscience. I have a conscience. If I'm going to miss a couple, I'm yeah. done shooting. Right, right. I've turned the corner on that in my old age because I'm playing with worse people and I realize that if you just jack a ton of shots, like, Eventually you make some, and then people think you're a good shooter, even though your percentage is just terrible. Yeah, so you're turning into Wendell Moore. Yeah, it's basically like <laughs> Wendell Moore or anybody else you can think of that we think is a good shooter, but when you realize they just shoot five times more than everyone else. So yeah. I Dave shot Parker. a ton on Friday at Open Gym. was awful. And then last shot of the game, of course, I caught one from about 25 foot, just turned and Steph curried it, nothing but net. And now everyone at the gym thinks I'm a good shooter, and I feel like one. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. So the confidence level is soaring. I don't know how that's a bad thing. That was a worst into first type story. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, that's my nice. week in a wrap, though. That's a good Shake week. You're moving to Georgia, huh? So, yeah, I uh, I mean, this decision came over the holidays when I was around the in-laws and realized, you know, we're getting close to starting a family, and I could see the, the Poochies. My wife's family, yes. uh, being being around our kids more so than my family, and um, yeah, decided we we're going to go to Georgia. Went to the boss on Monday and said I'm moving to Georgia, and she handled it like a champ. Was really supportive, and I thought better update the old LinkedIn profile and you know get in touch with the old boss and get my references ready. And she came to me Wednesday and said. How do you feel about keeping your job and just working remotely instead? Oh, that's clutch. And naturally, I was too shocked to be like, "Yeah, definitely." I had, but you know, my analytical side said you have to go home and think about this, and I stressed oh, and threw a threw great. a fit, went to bed, unhappy with the world, and then the next day I was fine and realized it was that, awesome. That's always great when someone's like. Hey, I'd like to give you like some free money or something, and then for some reason your brain tells you to say, oh, "Yeah, let me think about it and get back to you on that." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's basically saying, "Hey, work um, a couple thousand miles away from me, and you can keep your same job. You'll just—I just won't be. I'm your boss. I won't be anywhere near you." Yeah. Like we'll have to. I'll have to fly to Denver every other month, and that's about it. And you know, work from home. So it's it's pretty awesome. It's kind of like when your wife comes to you and is like, hey, I've got stuff to do tonight if you would like to go out with your friends. And you're like, you can, for some reason, you don't just jump on it and are like, oh, sweet, see you later. Right. You're right. like, oh, well, you know, I, I might, I might not, I'm not sure. And then 10 minutes later, you realize that that, that opportunity has passed you by. Yeah. Yes, yes. You always be, you always say yes to that. Yeah, yeah, every time. So, yeah, I said yes, we'll move in uh, probably mid-July. So that's that was obviously a nice best. I mean, it was a pretty hardball week for me. There were there were two things. One, I stepped uh, barefoot on cat vomit twice. Um, have you guys ever done this before? Uh, I've stepped in dog shit with the barefoot once. No, never. I've never done either of those things ever. <laughs> it's we have two cats now. Um, one of whom is named after Chauncey Billups. His name's nice. Chauncey. Nice. 
And so I step in cat vomit once every two weeks, probably, barefoot, every every morning. It's cold. It's disgusting. Excellent. I don't know why cats puke so much. Well, they're, they're hairballs. Yeah, um, I still feel like they could... They get a little constipated and, and throw up. But anyway, if that's the worst that thing, thing that happened, and then for the first time in my life... And Webby, you'll you know this because I know you tore your ACLA or ACL. I'm having left knee pain. I'm not used to having a weak knee where it feels like if I walk too much, it's going to be sore. Yeah. Sure, you just don't. That sounds like arthritis, Shay. Sounds like that sounds like you're just getting old. Yeah. I mean, 33 years old is. Yeah. You might want to take some of that stuff like Saint Bernard's take for their hips. Yeah. Take some fish oils, Shay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good for your joints and your brain. I think the best to worst is not going to work if things don't start sucking more. I don't know. We'll see how that uh, works. But I uh, things won't suck for me. I I have a very hardball approach to life. Okay, that's a good point. Um, but, I mean, you know, who knows? I do want to make one uh, comment about the the iTunes. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you guys know that I do have, I've had a couple conversations with friends of mine. Um, Dave Price texted me yesterday asking me when we were going to record another podcast because he needed to listen to another one. Okay. Uh, and, um, Kyle Williams, E Dub's brother, he <laughs> said he was being honest with me. I played a basketball league, league with him. He said yesterday, he said, I've never listened to a podcast. I'm not lying when I say that. He goes, I downloaded a podcast listener app, and I listened to your podcast. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, I mean, pretty much we're doing good. We're doing okay. good. I, I will tell you at my Coney Island hot dog eating party, it was kind of an older, like an older 30-something crowd, a lot of like um, young mom and dad type folks. Yeah. So you would have fit in well there. Like, like me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, several of them, like about half of them knew what a podcast was, and were like, okay, that's cool. And the other ones were like, what, what is that? <laughs> is that like a new way to watch movies? What's, you know, so it, we, we got to get some better education out to the folks. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's some to work to it. be done. We do. That's funny. Well, part of part of the, the best to worst is to lead into uh, the, the Had a Bad Day feature, which is actually from Tina, which is awesome. Uh, yes. Wabby, before you get to your story, which I want to hear again, because I've only, I think, heard it via text message, uh, there, there are two had a bad day hashtags I want to read, because I think these people probably had worse days than we did last week. Uh, the first one is from Diamond Menjivar. Oh, I love this one. And it, it, this is obviously worse than my knee, sore knee. She she tweets, found out I got a bad knee, almost fought this girl today, had to walk <laughs> home in the snow, felt emotional. Hashtag had a bad day. That like, does sound pretty bad. It's not good. That one, that's one that's day. The greatest one. I love that. Almost fought this girl today. I, uh, felt emotional. <laughs> how, what I don't understand is how did that have anything to do with a knee? I, I, you know, I would think the knee pain would be from the fight, but no, from the snow? No. Just found out she's got a bad knee. I think it's just, okay. you know, probably went to and the like doctor. She was, she was mad about that, so she almost went fisticuffs with some other lady? I think this is the thing about Twitter, is the limited characters provide opportunity for, you know, uh, analysis and what if. Okay. 
second one, Carly Isaac tweets, and this is, it's nothing specific, but she says, do you ever write negative tweets and then delete them because you don't want to be Debbie Downer? I've done that five times today. Had a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh. So. I hear my daughter crying. I'm calling five minutes before I'm, I'm. Called up to the big leagues. Oh down, man! Put okay. her down, um, Webby. Uh, you Tina gave you a story. I don't know if this is your friend or something that happened with the garbage. Well, it is actually, and it wasn't from my wife Tina. It was a direct story to me from oh, my okay. friend. We'll just call him Alex Z. Some <laughs> of you out there may know him. Some of you may not. Okay. Um, Anyways, long story short, this is like a week ago. There's like a torrential downpour in Orlando. He goes outside, sees his trash can as outside getting filled up with water. So he's going to, he goes to, it was trash day, so the trash should have been gone. So mm-hmm. he goes to kick the trash can over, you know, to like, so all the water will come out. I'm talking like torrential downpour, like the trash can's full. Yeah. As the trash can gets kicked over, it apparently is full with fertilizer, either fertilizer or pesticide. I'm forgetting which one. Uh, like, fold up to the brim with it. So now there's, like, this slurry of uh, fertilizer that, you know, hits the ground and splashes up all over his face <laughs> and all over him. He was in his bare feet, by the way, too. That's, that's better. <laughs> bare feet shorts. Covered in, you know, fertilizer solution at this point. <laughs> he proceeds to march around the neighborhood in the rain in his shorts and barefoot, you know, like, glowing, like, phosphorescent from the fertilizer. <laughs> Knocking on doors, trying to find out who filled up his trash can with fertilizer. Long story short, one of his neighbors tells him that they saw the fertilizer company out there. They had a spill in the road, and then they were just scooping it into his trash can. <laughs> so, so he ended up going back to the trash can, looking inside, finding a bag. There's a 1-800 number. He called and gave them an earful. Oh, nice. Nice follow they called, through. called me and wanted to know, you know, like what could be done about this. <laughs> Yeah. He said he said his teeth were glowing. <laughs> so that was not that that was not a good day for him. No. So um and I totally forgot guys, but uh to to Diamond Menjavar, Carly Isaac, uh Alex Z. You had a bad day. Take one down. Sing the sad song just to turn it on. Sorry guys, oh. I hope I hope next week is better for you. Yep, it's always looking like, You know, this is the greatest. Greatest. Next week can always be Harbaugh, no matter <laughs> no matter how bad this week can be. Next week yeah. can always be Harbaugh. Um, Stoey, my question for you: Are we just yeah. gonna sort of push forward and and see how the the Imelda situation oh, takes shape? Yeah, until until I get a, a basement door opening, we're good to go. Okay. That's when every show stops. Every show stops when Imelda, Warren's daughter, comes to the basement and says, Dad, come upstairs, and then the show stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, well, yeah or Imelda's mother comes to the stairs. And looks yeah. at we, need, we need to get a, a song for Imelda when she, when she shuts the show down. We do, yeah. actually. Yeah. I don't know what that would be, but if anybody has an idea out there, tweet it. Yeah. Just sad trombone would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. We'll just record that. So uh, I, I'm going to play a clip for you guys. Warren just heard some of this, but it's just, uh, I don't know, 25, 30 seconds. 
And this is going to bring back some memories, and this will lead into a pretty good point of discussion. They need to somehow find a way to get this game over with as quickly as possible. The problem is, if Wallace is ejected, I'm not sure, he'd have to walk past the pace of bench to go. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Artest is in the stands. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. Rasheed Wallace going into the stands. The security trying to somehow restore order. Fans and players are going at it, and the players trying to help each other out. This is a disgrace. The Malice at the Palace. There we go. There, there it is. You guys remember where you were at, right? I, sure I do. do. I think everyone does. It's like JFK type thing, you know? Yeah, JFK for, for the NBA. I mean, it was that it's bad. J- it's the JFK it was, of our generation. Everyone remembers where they were. This sure was did. 2004. This was 11 years ago. Man. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll let you know where I was. I was, I thought about this, and I was wrong where I thought I was the first time. Um, but I thought about this today. I was at Florida State in my apartment with Jimmy Thomas. Okay. Watching that game live. I may have had also another friend from Michigan, Eric, over. I do not recall. But I recall watching it live with Jimmy down at FSU. And some of the highlights of it, from my standpoint, was right when it was going down, I remember, I vividly remember our test shoving Wallace. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I got really giddy, like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> ben Wallace is not going to take that. He's just not the type of dude that really cares that much about basketball. Like, our test, I know you're crazy, but Ben Wallace is just a bad dude, right? Right. And so at that point, I knew that he wasn't going to take it, and we were in for something special. And then my other really, like, kind of moment where I got real happy was when Artest and his crazy friend Stephen Jackson ran into the crowd, that was obviously like a terrible thing, right? Right. And, of course, my main man, Sheed, hurdles the score table, <laughs> takes off into the crowd after them, like, you're going to go after the fans, I'm coming after you into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Which I respected a lot. Yeah. And then my last, last quick point on Malice in the Palace, I firmly believe this. Um, the Pistons get a lot of bad pub, you know, because it was in – Detroit than Auburn right. Hills. But um, that was the Pacers' fault. Like, who are we kidding? That was their fault, and they're much worse dudes than the Pistons, like, by a large degree. <laughs> and I will stand by that. Oh, for sure. Steven Jackson's, I mean, the, his ton thuggery was, like, at an all-time high. Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. Are we forgetting when uh, uh, Jermaine O'Neal just sucker-punched that Pistons fan, like, one-hitter quitter yeah. right to the face? Yeah. Yeah. Those two guys are test. I'd been fine if they were kicked out of the league forever. Like you just don't get to come back. Yeah. Yep. Either well, that, I, or each one of you has to fight Ben Wallace, you know, by yourself and just see how it goes. And yeah. this is, you know, I was I was by myself. I don't know if you guys remember the old Chip Village, oh, with yeah. a D two apartment. I remember. Yeah. Yep. I was by myself. D-block. Yeah, D block. Um, Teeter loved that, and yeah. I had very similar reactions as Webby, but I was by myself and and standing. And, I mean, it's such an irrational thing to think that. And a lot of the fans, you watch the video, they're on the like the court thinking they can fight these six foot eight freak athletes. And right. as a fan, I was 
in the stance as if I was ready to fight someone, which is absurd to be doing that by myself. Um, I think for me the biggest thing is the aftermath when John Saunders and that ESPN crew, I don't know if you guys remember this, made it a point to admonish the the Pistons fans as thugs and and right. essentially right. belittled right. all of them and said, this is a disgrace, it's all their fault, and went on right. the entire coverage. W- when the Pacers were, like, leaving the floor and the Pistons fans were, like, dumping beer on them and stuff, <laughs> and, right. and, and they're admonishing the Pistons fans because, oh, wait, they were upset that the visiting team jumped into the crowd to fight Sorry, them. Punching people, yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I did not, I'm the only one of us that did not see this live. Um, I, I first saw it, I was in, um, the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. Eastern Michigan was playing in a, uh, oh, that's right. a little tournament, basketball tournament there. Oh, I remember that. I remember that you were down there. Yeah. Um, well, actually, yeah, we, we had a, quite a, quite a weekend a couple of days before that, but, um, you know, I was at a laundromat in the Virgin Islands washing, um, like, Jaquan Hart's jersey, um, <laughs> because that's what I did. And me and uh, the student manager, Wee Man, we saw it on the TV screen. And just initially, I just was in shock that that happened. I, do have, I did have a thought um, similar to yours, Ben, where, you know, you see Ben Wallace is like this big muscular man but never really he never really looked that menacing until our test pushed him oh yeah, yeah you could see you it just, you could just see like you could feel it through the tv like this right. guy is about to get hurt badly yeah something changed in him and you know the one of the best um stories is why i wasn't watching it, it i don't even think we had a game the night before but um, I had the jeep because I had to do the laundry, and we man and I stuck, snuck out, and we went to this bar, and this is like one of the greatest bars I've ever been to. It was a pour your own drink bar, so like I we ordered a whiskey coke, they gave you the uh, the fifth of whiskey and a coke, and you just pour your own. <laughs> and you know we're there, we're mingling with the locals, and we're hanging out with. Like these, this guy, this girl, and then there was this like tall guy who had half of his face burned off. He was like a burn victim, mm-hmm. which shouldn't, you know, there's nothing wrong with a burn victim. But I was in a strange place, and they wanted me to give him a ride home. Um, and you know, let's let's be honest, I didn't know my way around the Virgin Islands that well, and. They kept asking me to give this guy a ride home, and I knew that I was going to get murdered. I knew this was the night that my life was going to end. So Dude, second, you were heartless. The it's second, cold, huh? The second the burn victim went into the bathroom, <laughs> I told Wee Man, let's go, and we ran to the Jeep, and we drove away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is cold. I feel as if, like, there's some karmic uh, force at work. That's going to repay you for that at some point. Or maybe not. I have no I idea. Mean, I think Hopefully you've already end, got repaid for it, so you're clear now. I think in the end I was making the right decision. I mean, you could say, what if that person was going to murder me? Then yeah. you made the right choice and your intuition You could say that about correct. anybody. I, I mean, suppose. Yeah, but the guy, he didn't look friendly. <laughs> we can... <laughs> well, on that note, one more quick uh, observation about the malice in the palace. 
Do you recall that the entire event, like what, what really touched it off was a just complete act of random awesomeness? The guy the, throwing you know, the, his yeah, gear at, yeah, at yeah, our test? Yes. Yeah. So, so Wallace and Wallace is about to kill our test and the refs separate them and it looks like they may have it calmed down and our test being an idiot goes lays on the scorer's table. Which is just weird. And then yeah. a guy, yeah, which was weird and instigating and whatever. But this dude from like 25 rows up, underhand <laughs> softball pitches a, a beer in a, in, I think it was in one of those like clear plastic cups. Yeah. Yeah. Or it may have been in a, like a plastic bottle. It wasn't glass. Like underhand softball lobs it in, if you if you told that guy to hit our test from that distance yeah. like a hundred times, he would he couldn't do it once. Right. right. And the thing just splats right on our test's face. Like how often awesome was that? I mean, this like, is the a chances qu- of that happening are just not very high. If we were at that game, which one of our friends would have thrown? Which one of our friends would have done that? Would have right. been the the the, the cup toss. You would have been on the court. You've been on the court running around looking to like sucker punch a you know. <laughs> Rick Carlisle or whoever. Can you was imagine how D-Rod small I would look it. compared to those players? Yeah, D-Rod might have thrown it. I will tell you guys, uh, I was at a Magic Pistons game, a playoff game several years ago, sitting in the lower bowl, uh, much higher up than in the lower bowl than where that guy was at the Mouse and the Palace through the beer. I was, I was like kind of at the top of the lower bowl section. And I don't know if you remember, it was like it might have been like game five or something. Tayshaun Prince hit a buzzer beater to win the game in yep. Orlando. Yeah, I don't remember. It was this was in that like four year reign where like the Magic got kicked out of the first round every year by the Pistons. Yeah, was this the same year that uh, Tayshawn locked down Tracy McGrady? Yes, it was that year, and I think you know I think this might have been like game three or something because it was early on. Like the if the Magic would have won it, maybe it was a series, but the Pistons ended up winning in like four or five games, something like that. Anyways, when Tayshawn hit that shot at the buzzer, there was a Magic fan fan in front of me who had one of those um plastic beer bottles you know they look like the they mm-hmm. look like the glass ones but they're plastic yep. yeah and he underhand launched that thing i mean <laughs> when we are way up we're probably 40 40 rolls up and it flew and it hit a lady in the, on the top of the head <laughs> sitting courtside bounced <laughs> off her head and splashed onto the court beer everywhere and of course you know what it hit like right in the middle of the players the refs and everything like looked like where'd that come from everyone kind of turns around the guy, he was sitting directly in front of me. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend stand up and split. I mean, they got out of there. They ran away. And then about five minutes later, the cops showed up in our section. They're like, you know, who did it? And everyone's like, well, the guy who was sitting here, but you guys took five minutes to get here, so he's gone now. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what ever happened. I don't know if they caught him or what, but I saw well, that happen at the Magic. Huh. Um, a couple of quick stats. This is insane. Ron Artest got suspended 86 games. For for that seventy three of the regular season thirteen playoff, and the Pistons actually went on and beat them that year and went to the finals and then lost in seven to the Spurs. Stoey, I remember being at your house. We were at my house, game seven, and I was swearing a lot. And your mom mom was there. Your mom was too, and that was the only reason it was okay because Bruce. I believe I was there as well. Yeah, Dupped Up was there. Um, Might have. Yeah, it was a game seven. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, Stephen Jackson. Believe Rashid left Robert Ory wide open, but uh, uh, that's for that's. I don't want to talk about that yeah. right now. That's that, a whole another. That's a whole other talk. A um, whole bunch of pain that that brings. Too yeah, much for this, so, for this call. Too much for this call, but the malice of the palace. That was eleven years ago. Um, it was crazy, and all the rules are. Di- it changed everything, which is pretty nuts. So, 
Um, awesome story. I'm really excited because I get to introduce the science lesson right oh, this I'm time. Ready. I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm ready. I want to hear it. Okay. Well, without further ado. Warren. Teachers. Science. That's never going to get old, you guys. That's never going to get old. No, it's not going to get old at all. I love it. Yeah, that's what are we learning today? Better. What are we well, learning? We got a we got a very important lesson today, and it's it's near and dear to my heart, and it's something I really need to get out there to our ten listeners because <laughs> um, because there's an animal that's very North American, and you guys know how I feel about North America. I love it. Yes, and that animal is the mule deer, and I'm going to talk today. Um, and these are theories and these are things I've read. I don't want to make people think like I am the going rate on deer because I'm not. I'm close, but I'm not. Um, mule deer are a very American thing. Like they were made in America. They're American. But in the same token, mule deer are something that's probably going to like leave us in some time in the near future which is part of the reason why I'm getting some friends. Uh, Dave Price is enlisted, and I'm looking for other guys, if you guys want to come, to go out west and kill one of these things before they um, before they leave us, because that's very important for me to do that. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little story about how mule deer came to be. Are you guys ready for this? I was just going to ask, is prepared. what is a mule deer? Okay, <laughs> so um, we're all very familiar. We're all... You don't, if the two people that are listening don't already know, we're from Michigan originally, and white-tailed deer are everywhere. And they've been on this continent, like North America, for probably a couple million years, okay? They've been here forever. And at one point, white-tailed deer probably stretched from the East Coast to the West Coast. They just lived everywhere, okay? Well, at some point in our history... White-tailed deer's range, um, it shrunk, and they lived pre- predominantly on the east side of America. But there was still some deer on the west coast. And after hundreds of thousands of years of being isolated, um, there's something called speciation that could occur, and these white-tailed deer were no longer white-tailed deer. And it's thought that that's how black-tailed deer were made. Okay. Okay. So now we're in America and we got two deer. We got white-tailed deer on the east side of America. Like in California, we got black-tailed deer. Okay. Hundreds of thousands of years go by. White-tailed deer range stretches to the west. Black-tailed deer stretch their range to the east. And pretty soon we've got white-tailed deer and black-tailed deer living together. This sounds and, like nonsense. Well, and what could like happen? A- it's like a minor civil rights movement or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, what would what would you do if you were a white-tailed deer and you saw a black-tailed deer for the first time? You would probably that say, that's some strange-looking ass, and you would make whoopee with that deer. So, Wait, is that the, the assumption? Is, like, just yeah. automatically? Because it's different? Yeah, right? Okay. Oh, I don't, I mean, yeah. Wait, is it, are the black tails deer? Are their te- tails actually black? Yeah, yes, they are actually. Okay, it's not I don't just think a I've clever. Ever seen one of those. It's not just a clever name. Okay, <laughs> all right. 
Wayne's World reference. Yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, you had these black-tailed deer and white-tailed deer making babies, and um, a new event took place, um, and that's called hybridization. And we created, not we, but they created mule deer. So you have these hybrids, and then the black-tailed deer, their range shrinks back to the West Coast. You have white-tailed deer, their range shrinks back to the East Coast. And now you have, like, these genetically separate deer that live in the middle of America that are called mule deer. They're interesting. Yeah. and What is special they, about these deer? Why do we care about these particular deer? Yeah. Um, well, you care about these deer because they've been around longer than white people on America, Ben. Um, okay. They've probably been here longer than most native people. So, um, you know, they were, it's one of those things. They were here before you. That's why you care about them. But you uh, said. All right. I'll take that on face value for now. They're not going to last. What's the extinction? Is there like a, there's got to be some sort well, of. They're not going to last because like Stoey and his buddies are going to shoot them. Well, right? no, that's not it. So, um, white-tailed deer are currently, they are, they almost stretch from coast to coast. So, and white-tailed deer just vastly, vastly outcompete mule deer. So you look at like areas like Montana and Wyoming, that is like perfect mule deer country. But white-tailed deer, they can live there. They can live in the woods in Michigan. They can live down where Ben lives. There's white-tailed deer. Um, you know, they just out-compete mule deer for food. They out-compete mule deer for space. They out-compete mule deer for everything. So Sounds like they're like a better style of deer to me. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I mean, if that's, if that's your thing. But, you know, it's just kind of... If all things remain equal, it's people guesstimate that, you know, you could see them eventually drive the mule deer species to the brink. <laughs> so unless, unless we set aside land and really work to cons- conserve mule deer, right? My question is something that you appreciate so much, because this is, I don't, I don't hunt. I'm not a hunter. My dad mm-hmm. tried to get me hunting. And I, I didn't like it. Um, although I appreciate the peacefulness of it now. Um, right. This is an animal you appreciate, but you're like, I have to make sure I kill one of them before they go extinct. Yeah. So um, some of that is tongue in cheek, right? Just to to get a chuckle out of you. But yeah. Um, another part of it would be this. So first of all, I don't. As a rule, I don't shoot things unless I eat them. And okay. that's like, that's like my old mature self, right? So when I was out west, like shooting antelope, and after I shot my antelope, I like decimated a hundred prairie dogs. That was like six, <laughs> oh that was 16 year old Warren. Yeah. This new Warren or this Are old Are you just mature out there with a shotgun taking down prairie dogs? <laughs> Even worse. It was a rifle. Just, I mean, oh, it was just a pile of guts after I oh, shot Oh my gosh. Um, but the new me, you know, I'm only going to eat things, I'm only going to shoot things that I eat. And as far as mule deer go, I care more about mule deer, the species, than I do mule that mule deer that I shoot. And I don't know if that makes sense or not. Not, a ton, not, not a ton. No, not a really. ton. I, I, I think I, I get it. 
I mean, any non-hunter, like, or non-hunter, and especially, like, you guys, you don't really have a dog in the fight because you're not, like, pro, like, not kill animals. You just don't, I don't think you care either way. But, like, to someone who were to say to me, like, how could you take the life of something that you like or I can't believe you're doing that? Well, as a hunter, I probably care more about those animals than they ever will. They on face value, they'll say they will, and they'll say they love a deer, or I love a a bison, or I love an antelope. But, like, they don't really know anything about those animals. Yeah, and it's not like they're going to get a tattoo of it on their arm. (laughs) But I, you know, hunting those animals, I see, I watch those animals, I'm in the woods with those animals. I know more about those animals than they ever will. And you have a tattoo of a bison on your arm. Yes, Stoey, I do have a tattoo of a bison on my arm. Would you? Yeah, that's that's something. The whole what is, like if you could be any animal, what animal would it be? Is it a oh. bison for you? Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, that's my that's my totem animal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a different science lesson, but I can go into the history of bison one of these days too. So, so when is the mule deer trip? Are you or is this just like something you like you you want to do in theory, but you don't got it down on the calendar yet? Well, I'm thinking, um, I think I already missed, uh, applications for this coming fall. Mm-hmm. So it probably won't be the fall of, um, 15. It'll be the fall of 16. Mm. Do they have like antlers like white deer? I mean, are you gonna, are yeah. you looking for a several point buck? No. If I were to get a mule deer tag, I would try to shoot a buck because I think I'd have to as an out-of-stater, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, I, that's another thing. I'm not like a trophy hunter. Um, I've never shot a big deer. And if I was out there shooting a mule deer, I would just shoot the first buck that I saw. And what state, even if it what was state like, do you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, even if it was just like a, a spike horn, like just got it. Mm. Yeah. What state is the mule deer hunt? The great mule deer hunt going to occur? Is this like in Nebraska? No, this is, I'm, we're gonna do it, try to do it in Wyoming. And another reason, or, yeah. or Montana actually, probably Montana. Um, another reason, like, I, I wanna do this, why this is important to me is like, some of that western part of Montana that they call the Missouri Breaks, because it's like where the Missouri River runs through it, like, it's, there's nothing there, because the, the land is just too, like, barren. So, I kind of want to get a canoe and go down the Missouri River and pull off and hunt mule deer. And you can feasibly say, like, I'm probably in an area where um, maybe Lewis and Clark. But other than that, there probably haven't been a whole lot of white people that have been here. Story, just come out to Boulder. There's mule deer, like, roaming the streets here. Yeah, I would love that. Because they love animals. I would just love that. They don't hunt here. You see, I saw a bear in my buddy's backyard a couple years ago just, you know. They, they, just they, there. they don't hunt there. They just they just smoke weed with the deer. Yeah, in Boulder. Yeah, they drink tea, uh, you know, and just sort of hang out with the deer. So <laughs> peace pipes. That's Boulder. That's Boulder for you. Well, I'm gonna Google well, mule deer tonight. I'm gonna do a little bit more research. You've uh, you've intrigued me. One of the I, the I didn't know there was that style of deer. Yeah, the foremost um, guy on this whole theory of mule deer and how they came to be is his name is he's got a sweet name. His name is Valerius. You can just search just one name. You can search Valerius Geist. I feel like he's uh like an old king of the house of Valeria. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he became a Thrones watchers out there, I believe it's just... Well actually that's on a different continent. Never sorry. 
Never mind. <laughs> that's not on the main continent. Uh, no, that's across the Stoey. Um, it is across the uh, narrow. To yeah. wrap things up, Stoey, uh, um, you were drink- you mentioned earlier. Yeah. This was be- when we were recording. Um, what did you check into Untapped the- this afternoon? Oh, uh, to start the podcast, I was drinking uh, Shorts Brewery. It's a it's a late winter brew they put out. It's called Woodcatcher. It's your uh, brown ale brewed with pecans and maple syrup. I have since switched, and I am now drinking uh, a Crooked Tree IPA. My sister got me a sixer of Crooked Tree IPA by Dark Horse, and uh, I haven't had that in a while. It's a very underrated IPA. It's it okay. is outstanding. Nice. Unpasteurized, and too. Webby... So you always feel a little crazy. You could get some, you know. <laughs> and Webby, you had a great badge. Uh, you've been having a great badge. Yeah, I've been having a good run. Like, I've been having a good run. Untapped run. Well, I got one the other day. I got like a, I got the badge for getting 25 different loggers. And then yeah. I had another good badge. I can't Logger remember what I'll have to look it up. Logger Jack. Logger I got Jack. that one, like level yeah. five, I think. With the, uh, with the woodcatcher, I just, ch- I just got level 44, Land of the Free. Oh my God. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm at like level four or something. That's, it's a lifetime. Nice. Um, Untapped. Well, that's all Great. I have, guys. Um, uh, if if uh, the audience, if you guys have any of your own, if you happen to have any of your own stories about mule deer that you're just aching to share with us, or you have questions for Warren, tweet the the tweet them to where is CP. Um, if, ask us more about the bad days yeah, and they, memories they about the malice. The malice. I might as well get my follower game up too. They can just tweet me at uh, I am Warren Stowe as well. Yeah, Warren, and and can't you? I mean, if the listeners really want, can't you put them directly in touch with Valerius? Yeah, yeah. Valerius is my <laughs> uncle, actually. So, uh, <laughs> you know. nice. Um, and subscribe to the iTunes podcast. Uh, both too. I think if we get both both people listening to subscribe, the numbers are going to skyrocket. Yeah, it'll double. We'll have two. It'll double, yeah. and then if that doubles, we'll have four. It's going to be crazy. So. All right, guys. It's good talking to you, as always. This is a good one, guys. Thought, no letdowns. Very Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. Very Harbaugh. So, I'm going to endeavor to um, Harbaugh the rest of my week, just for you guys. I'm going to attack tomorrow's ACT with uh, enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I'm about to attack a sandwich with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. <laughs> I'm going to attack cooking these chicken breasts Ooh. with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. So... Colin, if you're out there, call us, Colin. Put down that hot dog, man. There's a basketball game going on. <laughs> All right. See Thanks you guys. Time. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's a wrap for today's episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at WhereIsCP and keep sending in those questions using the hashtag WhereIsCP. Or if you happen to see a mule deer, send us a picture using the hashtag mule deer. Thanks for listening.